You're a little bit frenetic, aren't you, at the moment? Am I? Mm, a Is little bit was... agitated. Uh, yeah. Okay. I've Maybe a little it. bit more now. <laughs> Yes. Nothing like people pointing you fucking foibles out, is there? Thank you for your judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the course is going well, Mark. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 34 of I'm Fine. Just had a panic, is that 34? I'm guessing it is, yeah. Okay, let's go with it. A chat between myself, Damo, and Bristol's newest artist, Marksy. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Good> not <night> myself. <laughs> this is the chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sports, and inflatable tanks being used as metaphors for feeling all empty and emotional and vulnerable inside. <laughs> uh, uh, more of that in a minute. We're all work in progress, and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. Now, if you haven't subscribed to us in your favourite podcasting app, then please do so. And if you have a spare moment, then please do leave us a five-star rating and or review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't want to do that and you're fortunate to have a friend or two, then please tell them about us. Send them a link or just hit play and hold it to their ears until they subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about action. That's kind of activism really, isn't it? But why not? You know? Yeah. They won't mind. Coming up. A warm-up and stretcher, but Mark's pickups from the last episode in work-life ballet. What is an empath? Mm. Ooh, not, someone who, not someone who tells you you're frenetic and agitated. <laughs> Before you start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brain food, um, a continuation of now year's resolutions and um, and not now year's resolute. That's really hard to say. Mm. It's good, but it's hard to say. Yeah, um, and you've got a couple of things that I don't know that you're going to throw at me. Plenty, plenty. Okay. Yeah. Horseshoes. <laughs> That's not shoes from a whore. It always used to be in cartoon. <laughs> a horseshoe. Oh, a horse slipper. <laughs> like Cinderella. Also, and I know I've mentioned this before. You know when he goes round afterwards. Please don't afterwards. be another prostitute reference. Please don't be it's another not prostitute. prostitute. You know when he goes round afterwards. Who? Prince Char- Charming with Adamant. <laughs> what? You haven't, you haven't? I can't read your mind. Okay. In Cinderella, the story. Right. She goes to the ball yes. to race home before she gets turned back into Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> she rushes and the slipper falls off. Yes, okay. that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Prince Charming was a reference to Adamant because one of Adamant's songs was Prince Charming. Prince Everybody, Charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Everyone was singing. I'm not, so what happened was... Ooh, 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 ooh. So, not that young. <laughs> what I'm happened, a child of the 80s, remember? Yeah, that's true. What ha- You're right. That's felt happened. like an electric shock. Did you? Oh, I haven't, I haven't had this pat tested. It could, well be, <laughs> it could well be dodgy. Don't get too close to it. You could get sued on I'll that. I'll just tuck that exposed wire back in. <laughs> if but it I, touches your chin or a filling. Yeah, but I've got both feet in buckets of water. I'm going to stop doing that in the pot. <laughs> it's more dangerous now. I've got a story about that. I will tell you this story. Not now. Anyway, so Prince Charming. Why am I saying it like that? Prince Charming. <laughs> he... Um, Slipper. He picked yeah. the slipper. So up. he picked the slipper. Well, he picked, no, he picked a glass. Wasn't it a glass? I think it was shoe? called a glass slipper. Okay. But it was a shoe. But it, wasn't a, it wasn't your moccasin, was it? Yeah. So then goes round. I don't even know what the town was called that Cinderella lived in. It's like I'm lacking sure it's, in detail, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, so he went round all the houses in the neighborhood yeah. to see whosoever this doth fit. <laughs> and it only fitteth. 
Cinderella. The foot that it had just fallen off. Not such quite a good fit. That's it. If it's the only one that fits perfectly, why did it fall off? Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm able did to. Did she trip though, didn't she? And went, oh, you know, in the film when they're at the end, just to cause a bit of jeopardy and excitement, they just go, oh, I fall Well, that's just to bring in a bit of realism. Yeah. Because yeah. the same argument had been obviously used by the director, or by Tarantino or whatever, going. I'm just saying, if I if I was to lose a shoe <clears> and um, someone was to go around this neighbourhood, <clears> I think they'd probably, the chances are they'd find someone else it fits probably before they got to me. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only size 10 in the, in the street. No, no. She wasn't a size 10 though, was she? No, I don't think that's... That's, that's what he found attractive about her. <laughs> that's probably it. What, she had size 10 feet, that's why she was the only one that fitted. Yeah, massive feet. Except the ugly sisters, they must have had big ones. What, feet? Yeah. Right. Oh, God. I don't know where we go in with this. Electric. Would you want to do your electric, electrocution story? No, because it's a bit morbid, actually. I'll bring it, I'll drop it in some other time. Right, it just, just reminded what, me of the story. What, when we're getting too, too high? His friend got electrocuted, but it's a long story. <laughs> I just want to know. I want to know. I laugh at things like that. Is he right? Is he, did he die? He didn't die, but he was. We'll leave the story. It's a very long is, is story. Is it a bit dark? Is it? It's a bit dark for. Minute four. <laughs> okay, sure. We managed to get prostitutes and fairy tales. We're not going to go to torture. <laughs> oh, was it torture? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't want that. No. Oh, wouldn't you say that? Come on, quick. Have... Unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Quite bubbly. Yeah, you see yeah. me. It's good. Yeah. How are you? Um, all right. Okay. Good. Better than I was in the last episode. And on the subject of the last episode, mm. we were dying, weren't we? <laughs> for, for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, we got to the end, as people would have listened. Mm. The highlight for me was what you said at the end, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And it felt like a, a good example. And mm. a, it was felt like it wrapped up nicely. And I think it shows that what you're feeling on the inside doesn't always amplify out mm-hmm. onto anyone else. Yeah. So hopefully this is a bit of a takeaway, yeah. straight away, yeah. in this episode, in terms of, to us, what we were saying wasn't necessarily representing what we were feeling inside. Although, whilst we were both talking, whilst Good we were point. in our own skin, there's all, there's all sorts of carnage going on, right? Do you um, know what I mean? And, yes, that, and that, exactly. that's not a, that's exactly. a metaphor for life as well as, well, this is life. It's not, this yeah. podcast isn't not life. No. Of course, I was terrified of going back to the edit and I put it off and I edited it Thursday night. Yes, yeah, I was going to say. It, it was you, all a bit late, wasn't it? You said to me, you said to me on Wednesday, I'm going to edit this tomorrow. And yeah. I thought, there's only one day left to edit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was really worried about going back to it because we got yeah. to the end of just like, oh my God. I know. We were thinking about re-recording it and... I was thinking getting a new <laughs> new person to do the podcast, but you've got all the equipment. It's like when you've got the football. That is savage. Yeah. <laughs> that is savage. Yeah. Thanks. Robbie Savage. Well, I'm glad you kind of came round. Yeah. Literally, you know. I, I just exactly what you said, 100% agree with it, but it also works the other way in that both you and I know that people will go, God, you sounded jolly, or God, you sounded mm. this, you sounded that. And you don't want to go, no, I wasn't jolly, or that it was a front. Yes, yes. But what we're saying on this is a little bit like Lorraine Kelly to me, if you okay. think about it. I'm thinking hard, but not getting there. You know little lovely Lorraine Kelly? Yeah. You know, she... Surely her height has nothing to do with this, Mark. <laughs> I think it's well known she's of a certain... No, because that's how don't, she's... Don't just... be all... Go no, all I'm not going to be all defensive, me. because certain people, by law, you have to use a descriptive word before them you know this go on well fill in the blank sam allardyce big sam yeah <laughs> <laughs> by law it's law I was thinking, right okay so it's your law you mean the lovely okay i'll go the lovely little, lovely lovely little lorraine you can't help yourself can you no so i'll give you some more as we go through this oh, Ky- just... kylie's a pocket rocket yeah yeah 
Um, which of the following are national treasures? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not Philip Schofield. No. It's so hard, isn't it? Where were we? Little Lorraine Kelly. Oh, yeah. So you know Lorraine Kelly went to HMRC. No. She went to HMRC to say that when she does her chat show, yeah. she's an actor. Oh, yes. Not little lovely Lorraine Kelly. Yeah. She's acting that part. And it, there was diff, there was different... Was um, this a tax? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a tax dodge. It was a tax. If you can prove that, bum, 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 you're an actor, there's some... I think it's something and... Do you remember what the benefit was or what I the gain was? I think it was something around her agent. I've right. got a feeling. I might be completely wrong on this. I think it it gives you... Into, if you're an actor, you're allowed to have an, an agent that's tax deductible or something like that. Okay. So, so there's a tax them... advantage by being called an actor right. rather than... A TV presenter. Yeah. All right. And she got out of that. And I'm, the point I'm making yes. in a very succinct manner is that there is a big degree of acting in this in the same way that I've said to you being a PT has a big degree of acting or therapist yeah. or whatever. I don't, I know what you mean. I wouldn't go as far to say we're acting, but I think, and I've been thinking about this, this the last episode yeah. and I've listened to it a few times and it and it's weirdly one of my favourite ones right yeah. now which is a million miles away from where we're feeling on Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet. No, no, but um, I think it kind of, it, not necessarily, if it just standalone, it's probably not my favourite, just yeah. for where we were, yeah. where we felt yeah. and what it came out. It's, it's, it's kind of up there for, for different reasons. I was going to kind of say that it's kind of amazing what can happen if you kind of dig deep. Yeah. At yeah. least we kind of turned up and did it and hit yeah. record. Yeah. And yeah. did something. Instead and of I coming through the door and going, actually, I'm not up for this. I think that's yeah. the point I'm saying about acting. Act. It is, it's acting well, in a way that you have to raise yourself to be able to physically speak I, for an yeah, hour. Yeah, but I think, that's, I think that's the kind of point I wanted to make, that I don't, I don't feel I was. But I, you were speaking. I didn't want we to did. speak for that hour. But we, No, I didn't. None <laughs> of us wanted to be there. Of course we want to do it, but, yeah. you know, we could, we, have, we could have easily found an excuse to go, should we just bin this off? Yeah. And only took, yeah. you know, not the other person wouldn't wouldn't have protested. No, and the <laughs> three people, the three people that have listened to it, have all enjoyed <laughs> it. <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? With the listening figures, yeah, you and that, I, yeah, because all the all the stuck all on the like, stats were ta- were just tanked, hadn't they? Yeah. At the time, we had did a really bad pod, you know, really bad pod, and we're like, oh, that didn't help, did it? Mm. Didn't help the ego. No. And then, then I came out. Of tra- I walked into training. How often go, do you go refresh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and nothing was happening before no. I trained with you. It was like. There's nothing happening. We're a little bit down yeah, about that. Yeah. We come out of training, bosh, another 30, 40 listens. You're like, oh, yeah. God, I'm yeah. lifesaver, right? How weird is that? I didn't sit there. I think that was the worry. I thought it was, you know, you got to play it back and you could just, we would have sounded morose. And, but I think we sounded a lot brighter than we certainly, certainly mm. felt. But mm. I think that comes from the confidence of us, you know, a little bit of the muscle memory thing. We've got more confidence. Yeah. And we, we, yeah, just, yeah, we just yeah, got yeah, on with yeah. it and we did it. And we just ended up chatting and it was good. Mm. What I felt was nice about it is I had a nicer pace. So I've actually learned that we can slow it down a little bit. Exactly. Both I of us are speaking I, slower. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of times where I was actually speaking really fast. Mm-hmm. And, I thought, and it just made me think, oh, it's much nicer when, you know, I'd kind of t- a fatigue and I just general yeah. emotional yeah. state just naturally slowed us down. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. We went back to more of our soporific beginnings, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Kelly <laughs> will be falling asleep again <laughs> at last. <laughs> yeah, finally get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just back on the acting, I don't think we necessarily act because that feels... I that didn't mean act as no, in I, false. I know, I know, but I think there's a there's a there's just a kind of a general, which is kind of the enjoyment of doing it. Yeah. It kind of kicks in, doesn't it? And just mm-hmm. us having a chat and it becomes mm. quite a nice thing to do. And it's good that we can feel better than we did before just by doing this. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of whether we well, think it's a good episode. Well, you cathartic, didn't yeah. I, a while ago, and I think that's true. Um, I started thinking about vulnerability. 
Yeah. Just did a little bit of scouting around. I found a, a talk from Dr. Brenny Brown and she did a... Oh, ten- I know. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you I listened to her podcasts. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I wasn't... I'm now aware of her, which is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I've been so listening for a while. Of, you know, typing vulnerability. Because <laughs> you have you type it vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll get a friend to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you spell it? Oh, just... I'll do it. <laughs> Move um, over. Yeah. I wasn't aware of her. She did a TED Talk. Yes. Well, it's good. That's good. That we touch base without even knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I flicked through it, so I need to give it a proper watch. But she's described the ways in which we try to sidestep the shaky feeling of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. We emotionally armor up each morning when we face the day to avoid feeling shame, anxiety, uncertainty, and fear. Yeah. The particular armor changes from person to person, but it usually revolves around one of three methods, striving for perfection, numbing out, or disrupting joyful moments by, in quotes, dress rehearsing tragedy. Yeah which I thought was great. Yeah. And imagining all the ways where things could go wrong. That was the, just the discussion we had before we started this, and I, I mentioned the term time travel. Yeah. Which is one of the things that's coming up on the course a lot, is that exactly what you were saying there, dress rehearsing anxiety, is, is putting yourself forward in time to something that has never taken place, may yeah. never taken place. Yeah. But it's when thoughts become facts. Yeah. So I now think, you know, in three hours' time, this is going to be the conclusion of, x y or z yeah neural pathway thing as well isn't it yeah that kind of and it doesn't even always have to be pessimistic but it's almost like somehow because i'm thinking this it's real yeah it isn't it's a thought yeah it isn't i don't know if you've used this before but tiger woods always pops up in my head because he talks about his putting yeah what is it drive for show putt for dough as they say yeah (laughs) golf so his putting was amazing that's pretty much what went him all the someone asked him so what is your method for putting And he says Mm. well i i visualize it i paint i paint the pit and i putt to the picture Yes. So he visualizes and he just follows it through. And it's a very, very, very simple thing. And that's been applied to lots of sports, hasn't it? And so what you've just said reminds me. Muscle mass, you can actually, they've shown on visualization when you're lifting and putting on, that you can actually put on muscle mass through, it's a tiny, tiny percentage, but through visualization. Okay. That it sets things up. So does that give you an extra extra few percent well it's like minimal you don't think about it just (laughs) (laughs) just think hard enough and you'll be (laughs) or feel big already (laughs) but i I think it's the also the bit that we were saying about the brain controlling the body and then the body giving Mm. stuff back to Mm. the brain and i think it's that interaction i was actually listening to that this morning when someone said yeah there is actually research that, that yeah Similar thing. She talks about um, so about worthiness and how worthy or not you feel about various aspects of our lives, our emotions, sense of value to ourselves, connection with others, belonging, etc. Due to the lack of con- which is, this is what we cover. Mm-hmm. Due to the lack of conversation and discourse. Yes. In life. Yes. We see the the one side or the other, the black or the white. Yeah. And then if we're not any one of those things, we instantly feel vulnerable. Yeah. Probably fear of missing out as yeah. well is a big yeah. part of that. And she says you can't numb those hard feelings without numbing the the other effects our emotions you cannot selectively numb we've talked about emotional numb mm-hmm. i've got into mm-hmm. it big time have we but so when we numb those we numb joy we numb gratitude we numb happiness and then we are miserable and we are looking for purpose and meaning and then we feel vulnerable so then we have a couple of beers and a banana nut muffin mm-hmm. and this becomes a dangerous cycle yeah um yeah. the last which i think is the probably the most important is to believe that we're enough because when we work from a place i believe that says i'm enough we then stop screaming and start listening. We're kinder and gentler to the people around us and we're kinder and gentler to ourselves. Yeah. And it kind of sums up where we kind of were on the last part, really. Yeah. It's well known that in order to have compassion for others, you have to have compassion for yourself. yourself. Yeah. 
couple of pick up some creativity. Um, mm-hmm. It's getting dark in here now mm-hmm. <laughs> already. I don't know why. I do do you know what that reminds me of? What? Getting dark in here, my stupid West Country accent. No. no. Oh, West Country. Um, <laughs> that situation. So the situation now where people come into a room and go, oh, it's dark on here and put the light on. Do you get that sometimes? Don't, or, don't even start me. You know, you know where I'm coming from? Oh, yeah. Like, I've got I'll a whole bit about light sensitivity in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like we... I'm getting all sweaty. It's like I we thought Flanders. of someone coming in and just putting the light on. Literally, my palms have gone sweaty. But it's it's the should, isn't it? You should have light in here. Yeah. You shouldn't be sitting in the yeah. dark. But I, that be, really you does... You act get... like a mole. Yeah. Why are you sitting in the dark? No, I don't have to tell you why I'm sitting in the dark. <laughs> like, why are you putting I the light on? Why am I now sitting in the light? Yeah. <laughs> when I didn't want to. Don't get me started. I didn't know that went with you. I don't know. Yeah. We have one or two things in common, I reckon. Reckon? Yeah. Mm. We, we kind of established that our views on creativity were different, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Again, uh, right and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be able to draw something that looks like anything to be no. an artist. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say that we're artists producing this, but, you know, mm. a little bit. We'll, we'll let the awards speak for themselves. <laughs> or the lack of. Best newcomer. Um, and to be able to express yourself and say something about something to the world is good. And I think it's okay to, we kind of established it's okay to keep creativity to yourself. But if you can expose yourself, so to speak, yeah. and share it whilst being able to take some criticism, there is another level of fulfillment, affirmation and learning to be found yeah. out there, isn't there? Yeah. Through the pain of going of being criticised, as we touched on last week with your mm-hmm. with your uh, post and stuff like that, yeah, um, that you can get stuff out of it. I think I've posted most, <laughs> much this week, have I? <laughs> Do you feel better for it? <laughs> well, for not posting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had. But this was what I was going to post. So, like, can I read out what I was going yeah. to post today? Can I put a light on? A soft light, an uplighter. Yeah, go on then. Some gentle. Yeah, uplighter's fine when I find this. Um, there's no greater sense of hopelessness than when the spatula is lodged in such a way that it prevents your kitchen drawer from opening. <laughs> Do you feel that? Yeah. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. But we still keep it in there. Yeah. It happens on numerous occasions, mm. but we don't put the spatula in there. You don't move it, but what you do, Toaster. you put it back and you put it, you, you push the drawer back in. You can feel it. Yeah. You can feel Getting it do that catch. So you know. Yeah, and then you go, <laughs> and you would, <laughs> like that with the go, drawer. I'll worry about that next yeah. time. <laughs> but how does it actually get up there? I guess it's like wires to your charger and your phone and stuff like that isn't it mm-hmm. they wrap themselves up at night like in toy story law <laughs> of the sod is mm. it that one you didn't think you were successful i was thinking about this in the car today there's a lot of thinking in the car on the toilet of the car yeah i've realized is where i do my thinking i've kind of bring that up at work sometimes maybe in maybe inappropriately but if i need to just go and have a little well, if you're in the toilet and you call some staff in <laughs> i've had a thought emergency yeah we're gonna have a meeting <laughs> Is that weird? Or is that right? I mean, it works. It's effective. Talking yeah. about effectivity. Yeah. But eight's a squeeze, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's always a squeeze. But anyway. Um, <laughs> um, me not being considering myself successful. Yeah. And your response is kind of just was, was, was sitting with me. Now, we haven't yeah. got into personality types. Yeah. But that's why I kind of said to you just before we started recording mm. about your personality type. Yeah. Which you sent me the thing to do. Yeah. And you're okay saying what, what you did with it? <laughs> Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, okay. So I did it. Yeah. Because you said you were a whatever, and I said I'll do it. Yeah, like, I was interested to see what you came out yeah. as. And then I didn't agree with the findings, so I deleted it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You did. So So I said, are you just going to keep doing it until you find something you like? <laughs> I knew I knew what they were getting at at the question, so I answered it in a way to get the right result. But 
I guess with your personality, there isn't a right or wrong. Oh, darn it. So, oh, that's what you did. You didn't just answer... Oh, right, this is a different level. So you didn't just answer the questions and go, I don't like the result. You went, what are you trying to say? (laughs) You actually went... I was second-guessing what they were going for, yeah. (laughs) Just a little thing. um, The Myers-Briggs isn't a competition. (laughs) (laughs) Well... It doesn't get congratulations, you're an INTJ. You know what I mean? Yeah. uh, And you are better than everybody else. There isn't the best personality type. No, there isn't. Okay. Um, Does that change your view? I just did... Mm, only, because, only because that right I'll the reason, again. The reason I bring this up is because I think some of the things you say I go oh my god that's so that's just just like me mm. you know and the rest of the stuff is like oh, <laughs> why do we even hang out yeah. <laughs> um, you crazy <laughs> yeah, but you're but you going because listen but it was your response and I you know what people don't see is there's a face to that response as okay. well and it around the success but I, but I see you as successful the situation with this person who's called Sam Delaney is that I think there's an element of gradation. And so I think I get some satisfaction listening to him in terms of him recalling his past life. Mm. And I love the things he's done yeah. and the things he's... He was talking the other day, he did um, one of the first magazines that I think basically had a, a CD or a DVD on the cover. Right. And he's been in a lot of things. He was in Russia. He was doing um, Russia Today, which is a... Okay. Um, oh, the RT net, net News Network. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's the biggest news yeah. network in the world, isn't it? I watched it in Moscow and you're like sitting in Russia and like some of the biases and some of the stuff in there is like fantastic to yeah, watch. Yeah, well, Nina Schick talks about RT yeah. and how just how massive... And actually, she was how, how much she was praising it. Yeah. But like all these things, they've become... A bit more. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I think in terms of success, there was things that he had done that I was would be aspirational to me. Okay. He also seems to have a never-ending range of anecdotes that are just one level above mine. No, there are lots of. So this is this is, so there's a little bit of competition. So that's a good story. That's probably you know. Yeah. I, I have one that's close, so, but you don't feel like it. So my what you said have I ever edited a magazine? I haven't as such. I've had, like I said, I've done pamphlets, and the pamphlet <laughs> yeah, yeah. was a satirical pamphlet that ended up me getting sacked. I think I probably told you that. No, you didn't. Okay. No, that was a, a detail I want to hear now, okay. please, <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I said at some stage. Anyway, it was quite funny, but it wasn't. So he was doing this magazine, and he was editor. And basically, they didn't have a front cover with about two days to go. Mm. He said, we didn't have a front cover and I wanted a star. It was a new magazine. So he said, we were really struggling to get everyone. And um, he said, he either gave someone a ring and there was this photographer who'd done a shoot with Amanda Holden when Amanda Holden was like Les Dennis's wife. And that was all she was known for sort of thing when he was the star. He got (laughs) in touch with this photographer and this photographer basically said, I took some photos of Amanda Holden, basically when she was a no one. You can have them for a thousand quid. And then you, because she's a bit... Were they the topless ones? Yeah. Yeah. And they were on this magazine and said, literally, it turned up, whatever it was, you know, I think it was basically just, this was back in the 80s or 90s. She did them professionally just for reference, didn't she? She And this guy, this guy like kept a copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sold it to this magazine. And of course he said like, yeah, launching with that was, yeah, yeah, pure gold. And I think it's just... It's what achievement is judged by. You know, there's an element of fame and renowned, you know, renowned success. There's the success. We all have successes in the world. We don't always talk about them. Some don't always make the front covers of newspapers or magazines or, yeah. or, or, they, or they don't touch the world of celebrity. Maybe so I'm being a bit self-deprecating then. Yeah, I just I think, don't, yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not, yeah. I don't but it was a little to... bit of a kind of, our views on creativity 
were different. But our mm-hmm. views on success are probably similar is where I was going with it. Okay. And that you went, I don't think I'm successful. And I thought, oh, why not? Because I think you are. And then I tried to step out of myself and ask myself the same question. And how would you answer it? I'd probably gone, hmm. <laughs> exactly but then I'd the have a completely different view of exactly. you. Exactly. Which is kind of why I brought it up. Because I thought that was kind of an I was showing the, the interior shot of your office. I was showing to people as if, and a couple of people went, God, that looks like the inside of Google. <laughs> and I was like picking you up. I went, it's literally like that. And he's got like... Apart from having a slide <laughs> from, yeah. from the floors. I mean, you had like postmodernist light bulbs hanging down over a breakfast bar. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you could have breakfast on it. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Which for them, yeah. 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 Okay. So everyone's successful. Well, everyone in this well, room. Well, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I guess there was a point to where I was going with this, is that we have bars, don't we? Yeah. Okay, what you okay? What do you judge success on? You've when got, my, you've, you've when done... my paintings are selling for a couple of grand each, then obviously that's success to me. Yeah, but all the things you've done, you've got some. You've been to some really interesting places. You've met some interesting people. You've got some cracking stories. It's not like you haven't lived life. No, it's no. not that you're not still living life. But that to many many people, and again, it's all relative, isn't it? Who you talk to and who you're comparing yourself against. I guess where where I'm trying to get to really badly is that the bar we clearly set ourselves bars. Yeah, that are constantly you know redundant very quickly. I think yeah. is you know, and we're constantly resetting it. You know, some people go, "Well, you've done really well, and you've, it, 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 it's it's success." And I'm going, "I feel like I'm just starting." Yeah, you know, we're talking targets this week, and you know, they're big numbers, mm. but it feels like you know things aren't in place. I'm I'm not satisfied with. I know we can do it. You're talking about for us or work? I was going to say I was talking about work, but it yeah. kind of applies to almost anything. Well, I that's do. what I thought. It was. Literally anything I do, it, it everything every every time every milestone feels like the start. Well, I, we, I, I, and I know I'll never get there. I know, I know I'll never get there. That was the point I was going to say about knowing. So when we look at the viewing figures, and both of us yeah. have an interest, and I think that's or listening figures. Um, <laughs> the TV channel hasn't gone live yet. <laughs> um, I think there is that feeling of well, if they were double, would yeah. you feel happy? If they were quadrupled, if they were like you know a hundred thousand. If Harry and Meghan exceed our figures, are we going to be cross? Have you listened to their trailer? What? Prince um, Harry and... Is it Harry? I don't even know. I'm so anti-royal. Is it Harry and Meghan? Yeah, they're, they got, they're launching their first Netflix, yeah. are they? I haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Are they in it? They're, they're doing it a podcast. Them? Oh, they're doing a podcast? Yeah. So it's not Netflix. Well, they, they let me get this right. So they gave up... Royal Life. Royal Life, yeah. because they didn't want to have all the attention and the press. So they've just signed... Um, well, a contract with Netflix, Spotify and Disney just to keep it on the lowdown. I don't think it was about keeping it on the lowdown. No. I mean, they'd be daft if they're not going to use who they are in their position for Yeah, but if you don't want to be open to good, public right? scrutiny. I don't think, yeah, but I think that was in the context of the royal family. But he's only got where he is because of the context of the royal family. Of course. He so said he bloody happy, happy holidays. He said at the end of the trailer, happy holidays. Right. What yeah, he's been, of... been non non nominational, wasn't he? Well, no. He was no, covering all that's... bases. Wasn't it? What, what, I said happy holidays. What are you problem with that for? 101 reasons. What the okay, fuck does that's happy holidays we'll, we'll mean? Of ta- have a nice holiday. Have a nice Christmas. What? Have a nice... Oh, what, in the middle of a pandemic? It, it isn't. You can, you can still wish someone a good day, even though it's a probably you're feeling shit, they might be feeling shit. You don't have a fucking shit day, knobhead. You wouldn't have Do had, you? You wouldn't you have have had Victoria to... going... What, Queen? Or yeah. was one of the Spice Girls? Who are we talking about? <laughs> Training. It's lovely, isn't it? Mm. No, I just, I, just, so, okay. I didn't so like... So, Philip Schofield on the list with Harry, is, is he up there? I just didn't like Happy no, Holidays. I don't, have, I don't have a problem. Do you know one person that says Happy Holidays? No. Well then. Okay. A, are you a Republican? 
I don't know. I just do anything just to cause a bit of a stir, really. Just I'm not, your, um, this is your punk days, you know. Well, I've said to you, when I don't get my God MBE... save the Queen, it's a fascist regime. <laughs> they made us into morons, was that... Yeah. So yeah. when I go to... So when I get my MBE, yeah. I'm not going to turn it down by post. I'm going to go yeah. and turn it down as they're about to give it to me. So you're going to get all dressed up? No, no, I'll go in my, well, Oxford, in. my Oxford uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and go... Yeah, I'm not going to bow. And you can it's just when they get this, the, you can keep that. Give that to charity, my love. No, I'm not. I'm not royalist. I don't. I would never bow to anyone. I hate that idea. No, like intensely hate the idea that one human being should pay respect to someone because a sperm and an egg happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. But um, I'd like to cover the personality things because um, it's it's it's. You're probably looking at it. It's not like our escapes, but when you look at the <laughs> traits of. I'm an INTJ. I don't know whether I said that. Yeah. I'm just going to read these things out and just see if any of these match. Okay. Right? Cool. Seek alone time to avoid large, large groups of people. Is this ranking? So out of 100, 100, yeah. You didn't want a ranking, did you? No, or well, yes no, or no. You can rank away. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sitting over there ranking on your own. Um, <laughs> Uptown top ranking. Uh, focus on bigger picture rather than the details. Yeah. Make logic-based decisions and follow intu- intuition, although I'm probably 90% gut. Those so are two I, I different don't... things. What? Follow logic-based... Intuition and logic are two different things, surely. Well, intuition uh, is drawn emotional, on kind of... Which is the opposite of logical. Okay. Move on. Right. Really glad I went to this. Typical um, INTJ. So... <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what you are. because I bet you you're can... bloody Aquarius as well, you can... aren't you? Yeah. <sighs> Shows. <laughs> Not that any of that matters to you. No. Set ambitious goals uh, for themselves and others. Ridiculous goals. Um, pursue deeper understanding of complex topics. To the nth degree. So I think we might, and there's a, there's a big long list of stuff that we don't like. Okay. I won't, do you want me to long go into list. that? No, long list is one of the things we'll, I don't We'll like. save that, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Okay, come back. What is an empath? Need to rattle on. Yeah. Got a couple of episodes to get through. Doing our Christmas special next. Mm. Bam, 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 Next exciting. He thought we'd even get this far. What, Christmas? Yeah, well, in the context of the podcast, not just yeah. in life. Yeah. But there's probably <laughs> point, plenty of points this yeah. year where we've gone, will we ever make it? Yes. Um, Empath. I wonder if we looked at the same stuff, because we did this independently, didn't we? A yeah. Bit. Let's just start off with what an empath is. Can I, can I just interrupt very quickly? Of course quick? you can. I'm not going to interrupt much on this one. No, never do. <laughs> I think it's worth saying this was probably the word that started this podcast. Ooh. So it's worth a mention, isn't it? it is Am I right mentioned. in that, do you think? Because this was the, yes. this is the, I think this was the most notable thing of you coming back and going, you know, you said that. That's a good point because I only discovered what one was mm. at the beginning of this year, mm. early jam. Yeah. It's one of those things where you learn something about these things and... I think there's a little bit of a caveat here because there's so many things out there. There's listicles, isn't there? We've talked about listicles before. Mm. Almost every kind of condition. Syndrome. Yeah. There's a lot of syndromes. Yeah. Have a list of things, don't yeah. they? Traits. And I mean, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the only way we can identify things. Yeah. I was looking at um, some of my digest the other day and there was, I just got onto how, how lists are important to us as human beings. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's another thing we cover another day, but mm. they're huge. And it's just a way we can, you know, distill. Encapsulate. Oh, well, still yeah. and digest isn't it mm. I and mean, it's obvious it, it makes it makes things easier to consume it's the eating an yeah. elephant how do, yeah. you, how do you do eat an elephant bit at a time Mount? yeah so the caveat is that i think 
you can easily look at these things and get a bit, bit like Doctor Google. Oh, I've got a pain in my neck. You know, is it any one of those things? And you, yeah. could, you could look at these lists and go, oh, "Shit, I'm going to die next week." You know, that's the other joke, isn't it? You type into Google, "I've got a cold," <laughs> yeah. and Google goes, "It'll be your last." <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it's important to kind of go. You know, I've 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 discovered what an empath was. Yeah, because you go through life, you feel stuff, and I don't know whether this the last few years for me has been a kind of you know has been a struggling with stuff, and then while you're starting to unpack that, you hear things or you see yeah. things, and then yeah. suddenly, like you read something and you go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, this has and existed this, all the time. Yes. Yeah. So I think although it's probably new this year the more you've lived with it and understood it and digested it. And then it mm-hmm. becomes that real time, this thing I'm doing right now, this thing I'm feeling yeah, right now yeah. is that thing. Yes. It's not just a... It's got a handle, hasn't it? Yeah. And I'm not alone in it. Yeah. And there's plenty of people talking about it, ways to live with it, handle it, mm-hmm. not to fix it. Nothing is about that necessarily. Nothing ever will be fixed. I think mm. I've kind of worked that one out mm. for myself. But then it just, it, it applies a layer to everything that's gone before. Yeah. So when yeah, you look yeah. back in your life and you go... Retrospectively, you can yeah. go, now I understand. And you can, you just almost kind of start lining them up. Yeah. All these little, yeah. all these yeah, incidences, yeah, yeah. there could be traumatic incidences, relationships, friends, ev- everything that happens to us in life, you mm. start to go, that's mm. why I did that. Mm. That's why I said that. We are going to talk in the new year probably about various disorders and going deeper into mental health and things. Mm. But I think traits within humans are shared by everyone. Yeah. But it comes back in my view, and this is a very amateur psychology view, is the traits are only of concern, as we mentioned with addiction, when they have dire consequences. Yeah. So everyone has obsessional thoughts and yeah. bits of OCD and bits of whatever. Yeah. It's when those take over that you then in a position of the consequences of those yeah, become sure. dire. But I, I don't think any aspect of physical or mental health is unique to a group of people. It's just gradations of mm-hmm. how much it affects you. Yeah. So an empath is someone who is highly aware of the emotions of those around them to the point of feeling those emotions themselves. Mm-hmm. Empaths see the world differently than other people. They are keenly aware of others, their pain points, and what they need emotionally. But it's not just emotions, according to Dr. Judith Orloff. Now, her book is good. I've got it on my Kindle. Right. It's called The Empath Survival Guide. Yeah. But she says um, empaths can feel physical pain too which is another eye-opener. Yes. People band around mental and physical almost as separate things. Yeah. I think we're <laughs> getting think, to the point that they're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to make those connections, isn't it? Mm. You know, and we talked about broken heart and melancholy. And yeah. All yeah. That. Gut-wrenching. Like, I think yeah, gut-wrenching I'm, is I'm, my... And you can make yourself sick from it. Yeah. Empaths can often sense someone's intentions or where they're coming from. In other words, empaths seem to pick up on many of the lived experiences of those around them. Many highly sensitive people, so HSPs, uh, are also empaths there's, you start to get you talked about gradation you start yeah. to get kind of uh, i'll come to the empathic uh, spectrum in a minute but there are many differences between empaths and hsps highly sensitive people having a degree of empathy is just one of the four traits that makes someone an hsp and hsps are sensitive to many kinds of stimuli in addition to emotions we kind of might touch on that in a minute it's likely that most empaths are highly sensitive but not all highly sensitive people are necessarily empaths yes and one of the very complicated world very <laughs> complicated one of the things that clarified it for me in terms of empaths being different just from highly sensitive or from i think it's the way that 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 the feelings are processed so if you're an empath my understanding is that other people's pain and happiness becomes yours yeah yeah it's not always negative 
No. Yeah, you're right. And you but you you actively dive into their feelings and they yeah. seep into you. Yeah. And I think the way I've kind of come across it is unknowingly. Yes. You yeah. don't and over and they, they, we've talked about it before over time these you know small interactions mm-hmm. so you don't think anything of them. Yeah. You're taking it in instantly and then over time there's many of those interactions there's, there's yeah. a whole combination there's different people there's networks isn't there? Yeah. Community's great but mm. there's a lot of energy going on there. And yeah. You, and if you're if you're taking it on you don't realize you get to a point where you go... You're overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of baggage here. Whether it's happiness or pain. Yeah. You have too yeah, much and, from other people. And, and you, you can often look there and go, none of this seems to be me. Mm. <laughs> I, we, I, I can't even get to my own feelings because I've, I'm yeah. wearing everybody else's. Yes. yes. And then it's only when you, you know, like most of these things, when, the great thing about these things is I talk about unlocking doors. These things unlock doors and open doors. Yeah. And what you often find is there's another 10 doors. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to shut a few. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's kind of I think the bit where you realise, okay, this is this has made me aware I, I can make sense of things that didn't make sense before. Mm-hmm. But this has given me a lot more questions than I have answers. Yeah. yeah. I think another little takeaway here in my experience is if you can just embrace that, i.e., you probably won't get to the door that is marked. This is the last door. Yeah. Hopefully not, because maybe you kind of hold, you know, ex- exploration of life ends. But... but that's going back to the mindfulness. That the mindfulness is is the sort of awareness of the present. Mm. It isn't coming. Mindfulness is not a solution. So what you've just described then is if you are mindful of what's happening and you're mindful of how you take on other people's emotions, that's fine. Yeah. But the mindfulness and you know the breathing exercises and taking that time meditation can take you to another place mindfulness is just processing accepting and yeah. recognizing those thoughts yeah yeah once you recognize them they become yeah. more manageable and we touched on it doesn't it, it doesn't necessarily bring peace no or but solutions the, <laughs> mindfulness yeah. isn't solution based. it's just um 13 sides of an empath i'm going to rattle through these right well i've because <laughs> as soon as i go because as soon as i bring a listicle up i could see your eyes go oh, your shoulders drop <laughs> I'm like, no 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 they're not. I like I've, okay. I've done the same Okay. So we might have the same one. One, you take on other people's emotions as your own, but essentially you're feeling the emotions of someone else, essentially yep. absorbing or sponging it up. Um, number two, sometimes you experience sudden overwhelming emotions when you're in public. There's, there's a big connection between introverts, empaths, highly sensitive people, and the other end of the scale, which I'll come to in a minute, is narcissists, but which is quite an interesting one. Yep. Um, number three, the vibe of a room matters to you a lot. You just sent me something yesterday. <laughs> Which was, which was how introverts walk into a party. (laughs) They walk in and they go into the corner and they get their phone out and they start laughing at their phone, but they're literally just looking at their calendar (laughs) and and flicking through their apps. But did you look very closely? It was a brilliant video. Did you look very closely when they were going through the calendar? No. You'd got to 2043, (laughs) which I thought was even, whoever did that meme was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, yeah. Or looking at the weather. Yeah. Um, uh, it's about emotional noise. It's one of the phrases that they use for crowding yeah. that you can actually take on sensitivities just on the vibe in the room, yeah, good or bad. Yeah. Uh, number four, you understand where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. The other bit of a caveat here is you don't have to get to a full hundred percent of these to go. Yes, I'm an impact. You could have four of these. Yeah. And it's not a competition. No, I've got fourteen. <laughs> but you're right. Some people aren't as good as me. Uh, number five, people turn to you for advice. <laughs> That's that was the page I was on. <laughs> advice yeah. often becomes problems it's yeah two sides of the same coin isn't it yeah number six tragic or violent events on tv can completely incapacitate you this is something i realized this year i haven't been able to watch like operations on animals because of the hamster or, yeah the hamster started it yeah, yeah. 
the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. I've never seen Game of Thrones. I had to get, I walked into the kitchen, put my arms on the counter and just went, <sighs> and you think, okay, mm. that's never happened before. Yeah. So um, number seven, you can't contain your love of pets, animals or babies. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe not the babies, but that's mm. just me. Number eight, you might feel people's physical illnesses too, not just their emotions. Now there's a little bit here about empaths where traditionally you start to get into the kind of the psychics, the mediums, okay. the yeah. kind of, you know, the, the soothsayers. Yeah. I'm sensing your, you know. You're mm. unwell in your waters. Mm. Um, is there anything wrong? I think you have a urinal infection. <laughs> or um, leprosy. <laughs> yeah. um, I, d- I don't think I've nev- never seen had that, but there's a little bit of, I don't know. It says here, when someone is sick or injured, you might even go as far as to feel their ailment as if it's your own. Yeah. Again, There's a little bit of confirmation of, bias there, isn't it? I'm not feeling very well. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, Number nine, you become overwhelmed in intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. Ten, uh, you're a walking lie detector. Don't know about that one, mm. but it's not like, you know, you're going around like Poirot or Colombo, is it? No. But um, uh, number 11, you can't understand why any leader wouldn't put their teams first. Yeah. But I think that's a big one is actually putting other people before yourself. Yeah. It's something. And that know, relates back to the yeah, self And I'm not, I'm not going, oh, I'm an empath because I'm so giving and I'm so care. That is not mm. what I'm saying at all. You know, it's easy to go, oh, you feel, you feel so much. You're so full of caring. It's like, no, I'm not saying that because some of this stuff you don't want <laughs> because it becomes... It becomes incapacitating. It becomes overwhelming. It's it's too much. It's a lot of it's just going on inside. It doesn't mean you're Mother Teresa. You know, I think that's important to say. Twelve. You have a calming effect on other people and the power to heal them. Getting a little bit of a stretch, but mm. again, if you're someone who kind of you know will put your own crap to the side, you've probably got the time and energy to put into somebody else. And past generally want everyone else to be okay before they actually start thinking about their own self care. So yeah, you can I think tell. It's important you can, in that it, it, it's it's do as I say, not do as I do, isn't it? Yeah. You cannot see someone in pain without wanting to help. Mm-hmm. I think it's just there's a natural thing about empaths who just want to reach out and kind of fix things. Yeah, you know, there's the kind rescuers. Of, the, yeah, rescuers. Footnote: When I was coming over, I've started listening to Sam Harris. I've forgiven him his his crass stupidity, and I've started listening to past podcasts because the one that he was talking about had compassion in, and I thought it'd be relevant to this and the next pod. And the guy he was interviewing was saying about um, empathy, not just about empaths, but empathy generally. And we're saying that there's a lot of evidence that it reduces with affluence. Mm. And he was giving the example that in the corporate world, as people get higher and higher, mm. other people come commodities. Mm-hmm. Because either if they're not good enough, you can get someone else in because you've got the money to do that. Yeah. Or secondly, you don't need the adulation that you might do when you're starting off on the affirmation yeah. because you're successful. <laughs> Going back to our bit about success. Yeah. So yeah. if you're no, if you're Bill Gates, you don't need anybody empathizing, going, I understand how it is, Bill, because you can buy someone in to come and tell you that or mm. you can whatever. But the interesting thing was in the discussion they talked about the um, Davos Economic Forum. Right. And I was never too sure what that was made up of. So I've had a little look and it's I think it's a thousand people are invited to that. A lot of them are CEOs. Mm. And the guy is this the World Economic Forum. Yeah. We said Davos Economic. Davos is the Did you send me this yesterday? No. Did you do you follow Ivor Cummings? So you put that video up about the World Economic Forum. No. Really? Honestly. I literally did Speaking. this. And the World Economic Forum is pretty much made up of your your biggest corporates in the world. And they're talking about the Great Reset now. 
Well, yeah. the, great, the Great Reset was a little bit of a conspiracy thing on the side. Now they've literally adopted it yes, as, as, their, as their motto, yeah. which is fucking terrifying. Along with, is it building better? Both Biden and Johnson were using that within a week of each other. Because um, Ivor Cummings put it up. You go to the list. Here's the, you go to the website. Here's all our partners. And it's your Pfizer's, AstraZeneca's, oh, yeah, yeah, PepsiCo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the biggest things you can think of. And they're all suddenly decided to sit around and do what they think is for the greater good. Yeah. This was the point this guy was saying. And yeah, the Davos World Economic Forum, who attends it? It's the flagship event of the World Economic Forum is the invitation-only annual meeting held at the end of January in Davos. Chief executives, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy on the podcast was saying, whoever decided that the world should be decided by these thousand people who are living in an echo chamber, that most of the world's, or a big proportion of the world's 3,000 billionaires, because there's 3,000 billionaires are there. What the fuck do they know about anything? And and since when did the amount of money you have reflect common sense, knowledge? Your morality. Yeah. But yeah. we're being told because, and so we've got oh, to the it's, point it's okay, of celebrity. We've got this. Yeah, because we're, we're this rich. Yeah, we couldn't get this. We can wrong. fix everything. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, of our richness. So there's no empathy then to the suffering. Of, we talk. You know, there's all chat about world governments, isn't there? Who's who's actually running the? Yeah. you know, who's pulling the? You know, someone telling U.S. president what to do, and um, you know, and you think, well, the U.S. president who'd who'd invested in Moderna earlier this year. Oh, really? Yeah, and who isn't taking the full um, amount of Pfizer vaccine? because he's waiting for Moderna. Quick quiz here. You'll know the answer by the intonation of my voice. (laughs) How many drugs have Moderna had approved by the FDA? Up to this point? Yeah. Zero? Mm. This is their first. Oh, congratulations. Lucky. Oh, well done. I mean, that's just perseverance, right? Yeah. And hard work. I think they've only been going... Good old-fashioned grit. (laughs) They've only been going 10 or 11 years, so it's not a big thing, but it's like... Oh, it's Thank ten- God that the first one we got right is is curing a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? Maybe we'll have a go if it's that easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Blimey, that that's another bookmark for another day. The World yeah. Economic Forum, isn't it? Yeah, that's a that's a club I'm not part of, by the way. Well, you're a CEO. <laughs> well, what title do you use? For this, your is, this is a discussion. Expanding at, empire. This is a discussion at the moment. We're thinking of it's called the C-suite, isn't it? CEOs, CTOs, COOs. Okay. I'm struggling with the whole thing. <laughs> so, go on then. What's on your card? As an introvert, it's probably this is my business card. As an introvert, this is incredibly Damien, difficult to talk go about. go away. <laughs> I don't want to Leave talk. Leave me alone. Shut the yeah. door after you. Um, Contact numbers. Not available. <laughs> <laughs> just hand a pen, just a blank card. Yeah. I have been creative director for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm currently founder. I'm probably happy with that. Yeah. A little bit woolly. Yeah. A little bit. They just sat in the back, you know, taking the piss. If you want to get to Davos, I think you're going to have to be a CEO. <laughs> right. I just wanted to, I've got a, there's loads of things to talk about there. I just wanted uh, a couple of things to, to tick off. The empathic spectrum, you've got narcissists on the end, mm-hmm. and you've got loving empathic people, HSPs, highly sensitive people, and then you've got empaths at the other end. Being a highly sensitive person and an empath are not mutually exclusive. One can be both and many highly sensitive people are also empaths. If you think about uh, this distinction in terms of empathic spectrum, empaths are on the far end, highly sensitive people are a little further in. People with strong (laughs) empathy who are not HSPs or empaths are in the middle and narcissists, sociopaths and psychopaths who have empathic deficient disorders. Jesus, we're not going to be short of material, are we? (laughs) Um, Are at uh, the opposite end. I just wanted to cover that off. All links will be in our show notes. Um, uh, and an empath's nerves can be easily frayed by noise, smells, or excessive talking. The same way they might be sensitive to emotions of others, they might also experience a sensitivity to light, sound, and smell. Similar to that is bang on people with autism 
have a very increased sense in, in right. a lot of cases of noise. That right. Sometimes when they're out in a crowded public place, they're hearing more noises, yep. evidently. So it kind of hopefully joins the circle when you talk about people coming into the room and turn the light on. Yes, yes, exactly. And, uh, in the office, I have I, turn, I just have the up lighters on where I can. You know, in here, I hate having these spotlights on because it's just... Uh, you know, and that so is I, interesting. This, this is fine, like this now is fine for me. Yeah, because you went to me at the beginning. It was the, the, the amount of light in this room, the majority of people who had gone, this needs a light. Yeah. The way you said it to me was like, I'm quite happy not there to be a light. Yeah. But if you want one, you can have one. Mm. Rather than... You can have a little one. Like you've got yeah. <laughs> you rather than one. you going to and go, I'm just going to switch the lights on because mm. it's dark and making an assumption mm. that we all have the same And sometimes I can, I can tolerate, you know, bright light less than, you know, other times smells is a massive one yeah no one likes a loud noise no one likes the of a bus do they when you're walking down but being startled by alarms or a lot of fire alarm that goes off every wednesday at work you know, yeah we know it's coming yeah it's still, it just it you know you could you could argue a lot of people are like that but you yeah. suddenly you know things you i guess ordinarily you'd think oh, that's nothing to be hmm. worked up about suddenly becomes a massive anxiety yeah. so so yeah, I think there's two things that kind of woke me up in the last few years. The personality test, the Myers-Briggs thing, mm -hmm. when you suddenly understand, even just about being an introvert, mm -hmm. that was new to me about four years ago. Yeah. And it got to the point where I did the Myers-Briggs test, I came out and went, oh God, I'm an introvert. I think I can't remember I said to it. I said, I'm an introvert. And they went, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? It was not a surprise to anyone else, but it was a nah. big surprise to me. Yeah. So again, labeling isn't that important, but it can open up a whole new of, you know, mm -hmm. load of uh, mm. interesting kind of places to explore. Yeah. Yeah, and then secondly, it was kind of the empath, empath thing, which are, they're all very closely linked. Yeah. But they've really helped me kind of go, oh, that's why I do that. Good. I think this kind of probably ties up the kind of couple of things we talk about. Um, we've talked about up till this point, which especially kind of in the context of the last podcast and what we've just talked about, if you find it hard to always be up, energetic, positive, motivated, then as hard as it feels or as difficult as it is to process that an outcome might not match up to your high standards, mm -hmm. just push through anyway, but in a way that is comfortable to you. There's lots of things out there. There's lots of podcasts that are just going, people just going, just do, you know, the Nike kind of thing. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. But we all know it. And we, and Copy think day, DM. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. And I think I'm, we're very wary of that. It's so easy to go, when you're feeling a little bit sad, Yeah, just get the fuck on with it. It's mm. like, it's not always that Put hard. yourself together. Yeah, it's not. Yes, we understand what they're saying and some, you know, but yeah. Th yeah. there's a million ways to do that. So I think, you know, push on in a way that is, and it's okay just to go, you know what, forget it. It's okay just to mm. kind of go, I'm not going to do it today. Yeah. We've talked about, the, you know, the, the now year's resolution. We're yeah. saying just do it now, but we also recognize it's okay just to stop. Yeah give yourself a bit of a break but i think it's important to if you're going to push on to do it in your way do it in a comfortable way whether it's on your own whether it's someone else whether you want to keep it to yourself or whether you want to tell the world that you're doing it mm. back to the kind of publishing your ideas yeah. and creativity yeah. and stuff the way we were in the last episode what we talked about and then this hopefully mm -hmm. kind of a nice little tying up with a bow okay and then the now year resolution you know i guess you know have we moved have we moved anything on <laughs> me and you <laughs> explain again now, you know, have we have we done anything? Um, have we taken our own advice? Oh, okay. Because the other part part of this is, I you came in and I said, "Have you done your painting?" And you went, "No, I haven't done time." It's like, well, yeah, it, it's difficult to find time, isn't it, to to carve a decent amount of time out, especially yeah. to do something that you wouldn't, I've, wouldn't I've, already. I think I was do. clear. I think I was clear in the podcast that I was putting the fishing rod was out for a Christmas present, and then post Christmas, that's when the painting's going to start. It's quite a risky strategy. <laughs> 
could easily end up with no one giving you anything, couldn't it? <laughs> could do. Or I could be bombarded. Oh, with a whole feast of stationery. <laughs> yeah, all our <laughs> listeners, everyone. It's just like that guy in Texas. I forget his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just happens to he run an art shop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The week up to Christmas can be difficult for all sorts of people, can't we? We haven't got mm. to kind of time, guilt, and kind of expectation of that might come in the next one. But it's a very difficult time, is it, emotionally? Yeah. Some people are handling uh, not being with their relatives really well. Mm-hmm. Some people are jumping up and down going, woo, mm-hmm. <laughs> to see those nutters. Yeah. <laughs> um, and combinations thereof. Yeah. Plus, you know, I don't know about anyone else, but at work is difficult because one, I, I, I'm still going to the office, but it's an empty office. Yeah. And you just want to, and there's lots of things not finished because people have gone on holiday and there's no one there to talk to. Yeah. And some things can't be talked to over a video conference. And it's that frustrating thing where I either just check out, <laughs> mm. but I can't because we've already talked about that as kind of our nature. You know, I need to kind of kick on and I'm having mm. that kind of frustration. So it's like I've got plenty of things I need to get done in order before I can set the time aside to do my extracurricular activities. Yeah. So I don't think I'm alone in that. It's not for the want of trying and it's and it's, it's not an excuse. I just am. I think I said to you time poor this week. Yeah. I feel yeah. very, very time poor. But um, I'm trying to do little things. Like I said, talking to people about writing, yeah. I've moved that on a little bit just in terms of finding references. I've kicked on an email with my writer friend. Yeah. He's given me a big, did I tell you he sent me a big critique of my, of my digests? No, no. I was expecting maybe, a, yeah, try this, this, like, which is amazing. He's, yeah. He must have spent a couple of hours doing it. It was yeah. incredible. Fair play. So, um, and he said, don't take this as criticism, talking about criticism in the last one. He said, don't take this as criticism because you could easily look at it and go, my God, he's ripping the shit out of yeah. this. But he said, this is the stuff I wish I'd known one or two years ago yeah. in my writing. So I think that hopefully kind of wraps up what we were talking about last time about sharing, kicking things around that they might feel like small actions. I've just emailed him and it, t- it took me less than a minute yeah. to e- email him four pieces of writing. Yeah. And he's come back with that. We touched on it ages ago, didn't we, about either paying someone to do things so you have yeah. use your time in an effective way by getting other people to help you. We've mm. talked about the aphids and ants. Yeah. I think all these things are starting to come together, which I feel really comfortable about. Which, you know what I mean? which is why I've about. been really quiet, because I've just suddenly recognized as you've been talking, I don't think my resolution is a list of targets or a list of things I wish to you know, tick off in that sense in terms of measurable things. Mm -hmm. I think what it is, just listening to you speak, is that it's around learning Mm -hmm. and understanding. And I think the way that I'm going to better myself is either to understand myself better. So the talking you were saying about the empath. Yeah. The more I'm doing at the moment, I'm recognizing. And again, this isn't the bit of that you then fall into a stereotype because you you read something, go, oh, that's me. And therefore... I'm now defined by that title. Yeah, that's, that's important to say, actually. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, like I said, you can be seven out of those 13, exactly. you can be three. You don't have exactly. to go and find those others and try and live them. I think the point I'm making is if through learning you discover things, and then don't just take that as, as, as set in stone as that's where you are, but looking how you can either build on that or it, it might be removing that. There's a couple of things that I know I'm doing at the moment, which I've only got to understand through mindfulness. Mm is that I am so incredibly willful that mm. my willfulness seeps through every element of my life. And I'm just realizing that now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking about little ways of finding this out. I put croissants in the oven and I set it for six minutes. Mm. It only needs to be set for four and a half. And I knew that. As we know, I'm a professional chef. Yeah. <laughs> in my head, I went, I don't know why I set it for six minutes. 
like literally standing there. I don't know why I set it for six minutes. And then I walked away and made a coffee or tidied or whatever. I don't know why I did that, but I'm leaving it. Yeah. And when I came back, it was a little bit overdone. Mm, funny that. My willfulness was almost, well, you've made that decision. Just stick with it. Just go with it. But you didn't have the will to change it. I didn't have the will to change it. I, was, I could have just stretched across it and changed the timer. Yeah. And that, to me, showed a willfulness not to necessarily adapt or change and a stubbornness in that I've made this decision, I'm going to stand by it. So one of the things about the mindfulness is about that awareness of now is me just sort of saying, okay, a little bit of learning here. You've got the control and the power to change that and you've chosen not to. So and everything's and it's a not choice. a monumental task to do it. No. It can be a very small thing that actually yeah. makes a big difference. But what was overriding the tiny bit of stretching out and changing the timer was something in my ganglia or wherever part of my brain was operating mm. that was just going, no, this is what you do. Your, your thoughts are right. So there was a reason you put six minutes on. Your thoughts are facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Live with the consequences. Yeah. So I think in terms of resolutions, I'm not using that word resolution. I think what I want to do is to learn more about myself, to learn more about people and to be more effective yeah. in the things but I do. Now. But now. That's why we call them the now years. Resolutions. Yeah. It's not about, we're not talking about what we're going to be doing in January. No. We're talking about what we're doing right yeah. now to, to change those things. Yes. Yeah. And I think that ties in nicely because I was saying they don't need to be big thing. No. I've sent two emails and I've, I've, I've pushed the peanut on more yes. than... I ever thought I would. Yes. In terms of the response that, that I got back. Yeah. That might sound a little bit ethereal because there's going to be the whole pressure. We talked about this Christmas and New Year bingo when we know everything's going to be. We know, for example, <laughs> we know on January the 1st, someone on TV is going to go, bloody cream eggs are in the shops. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter. They're in the shops because people eat them. Mm. Mm. There's going to be pressure. People will ask you, mm. "What you made any new resolutions?" Mm. And people will come out with a, something. Try they haven't sat down and thought about it. No, we are having time to consider. We're having a conversation that is making us think about what we're going to to mm. set. There's um a website set up by a group that's called Eighty Thousand Hours. Eighty thousand hours, roughly give or take, is how many hours you spend working. Right. And one of the things that came out with from a guy who's involved with this website was saying. If you book a meal, at the very least, you will spend 1% of your time doing something towards booking that meal. You go on a website, yeah. you'll decide where you want to eat, yeah. you'll decide what time you want to eat, you'll consult with whoever's coming with you, mm. and you'll book a table, yeah. and then you might arrange an Uber. Yeah. So even if, and that's more than 1%, because <laughs> yeah. the meal's only going to take two hours, yeah. and that's taken 15 yeah. minutes. Sure. But he's saying, for the sake of it, yep. to book a meal, 1% of the time is sorting that meal, planning and thinking about mm -hmm. it. Do any of us spend 800 hours thinking and planning our careers mm. and putting things in order and working out what we're going to do? Absolutely. Yeah. We just do it by the seat of our pants, even if we just spend 1% of our time thinking about how our lives can be better or how yep. we can feel better or how we can react better yep. to others. Yeah then it's worth it. It doesn't have to be going to the gym, giving up carbs, yeah. you know, not having alcohol for January, for fuck's sake. Just yeah. <laughs> one person in the next two weeks will probably ask all of us any New Year's resolutions. Mm. I would suggest that's really likely that someone will go, have you made any? Mm. And so I guess the tie-in is come up with something that will make them think instead of going, I'm joining a gym. Ah, uh, yeah. Give them something to think. Some, something different to think about. Yeah. Say, I'm going to learn stuff. 
I'm going to get better. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. All links and references will be in our show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us via your favorite podcasting app. And if you're enjoying this pod, then please do tell a friend and help us spread the word. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, then please do leave us a five-star rating and or review as it really helps being found around... Just, you know. Everyone's gone. <laughs> yeah. No one gets this far, do they? No. No. Um, I've got a really good story, though, for the last two people. Have you, right? have you, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. We'll do that after the yeah. music, right? We could film on all the outtakes. So we'll see you in our Christmas special. Yeah. See ya. Happy Yuletide. Yuletide.